a regular pause in life in which we are determined to meet one-on-one with God. And what I want to do is just dissect that for a second. And the last word is the word I want to hit first, God. It is, we have the opportunity to have a private audience with God at any time. So when I call my wife or I text my wife, I'll say, hey, do you have a minute? Right? I mean, my best friend in the world, I check to make sure it's okay to talk. Are you too busy? You know, are you focused? No. But intrinsically, we know that we can go to God. We don't have to check in, hey, God, do you have a second for me? Right? That's an amazing characteristic of who this God is. We know it from the scripture because we see people going to him and interacting with him and knowing him throughout the story of scripture. He wants us to see that. But also, he, we know that he is an omniscient God. There is nothing that stops him or can prevent him from being everywhere with everyone at one time. This is who this God is that we're talking about. And that's cool. These are distinctives of God that make it possible for us to be in personal relationship with him. But then the next thing I want to talk about was that it's, in, uh, Mark addressed this a little bit. That time with God is, is one-on-one. Uh, for me, personally, that's kind of hard. I, some of you guys, you may love being alone. I can do that for a little while. I can be alone, like with my headphones on, with a lot of people around. That's, that's more me. I, it's hard for me to do that. Uh, but I just want to suggest to you that, that if we're going to spend time in retreat with God, that we're, we're setting aside the distractions. Set aside the distractions so that you can be with Him. And for a lot of us, if the kids were here, I would be emphasizing this significantly, we need to unplug for a minute. I know it's just the kids who need to unplug. But just for a minute, uh, get where there is not an internet connection. And that's easy to do around here. So one-on-one with God. But here, here's the thing uh, about this word pause. You know, we want to pause in our life to spend time with Him. Just last, I don't know, so yesterday we were when I was thinking about this message, we were watching some TV show and, and my son, Michael, got up and he, well, we're watching, and he decides he's going to get something to eat, so he pushes pause. So TV's paused. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is the thing that I need to do with life is pause it for a second and step away. And the word retreat, you know, we, if you used it in the sense of war, you know, it means run away. But the original word is, means to... Um, to find shelter. So s- stop and find shelter. That's, that, that's the sense of the word pause. When I was a little kid, I used to love when storms would come in. And where I grew up, the storms would all, most of the time come from the west. And so since it's totally flat there, you could see the clouds coming for forever. You know, this big billowing cloud coming up. Those of you, you know, from Texas, you know what I'm talking about. So, the, so here it comes, and, and as a little kid, I would run and get all the umbrellas in the house. And I would get out on the front porch, and I'd set the umbrellas out, and I'd get down behind them, and I'd put a towel across the top to tie them all together, and I'd get some toys and stuff, and I'd get in there, and the storm would come, and just, you know, I'd be holding on to the, to those, uh, the, the poles that those, uh, what, do you, what do you call the thing that the umbrellas are connected to? Anyway, I'm holding on to them. Probably should have checked out these in factual pieces of information before I started talking about it. And, and so I hide under there, and it was great. And after the storm, you know, I had this moment of just 
retreat and of being protected and of shelter. You know? And after the storm, I always go play in the street, you know, with all the water coming down and all the mud and stuff. I always love that. But there was this, this sense, and I still do it today when I go camping or when there's a storm. I love to get that sense of shelter. And that's that place that God offers us with him when we pause is to find that shelter. And I, I want to encourage you when you're thinking about getting that time with him, that when it, it's alone, but it's finding a shelter within him and under the, what he provides, under his wings. So that's that sense of pause. And a couple more words about this that I want to look into. It's regular. <clears throat> regular things in our life have to be a, prior, or a priority. If you do something regular, it, regularly, it means that it's a priority. Now, here's the thing that I have... I discovered about myself is that 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 tends to be difficult. I, I like to have just a real fluid schedule and, and things like that. So it's hard for me to do something every single day. And I think I've told you before I was really defeated in that, in my walk with God, because I felt like, well, I blew it. I didn't show up on Tuesday with God, and he was mad, you know, or whatever. And I, then I didn't show up on Wednesday, and then I got a little bit of time, you know, on, the, uh, on Thursday. And, and it had to be in the morning, because that's when everybody has time with God, alone with God. Well, that's not exactly true, and we're going to unpack that just a little bit in, in a few moments. But one thing I do know is that um, relationships that are only based on emergencies aren't that great. You know, if I only come to you when I have an emergency, you, there's not much going on between us. I just want from you. And, and, that's, and that's where it's not any less wanting or needing from God. But there is a sense of... Um, prioritizing this that helps form our schedule that starts to reveal what our priorities are, which then shows us the importance of God in our life. So, And then finally, um, being determined to meet with God. And what I mean by that is when you take that time to be alone with him, uh, we, it's important to, to say, okay, when I get that time, I want to speak to and hear from God. Speak to and hear from God. This is, a lot of times I'll get time alone, and then I'll start thinking about anything else in the world. But I want a purpose to have that regular time where I say I'm going to meet with him, I'm going to speak to him and hear from him, either by reading his word, just meditating and listening, reading a, a book about him, spending time with him to hear and to speak to him. And that's part of that content. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk more about it in a moment. But that's the idea of what retreat, what I mean by retreat. But let's look at Jesus in retreat. We'll look at two, two examples, Jesus and Moses. Uh, and when I read this passage, and we'll put it up on the board, look at the when and the where and the how that Jesus retreated and see if you can pull these things out. I'll just read a couple of verses to you from here. This is one from Matthew 14. Jesus, by the way, has been healing and teaching and working really hard. Uh, and immediately... Verse 22, 14, 22. Immediately he made the disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. And then look at uh, Luke 21, 37. Just another example. There are several of these in the Gospels. And every day he was teaching in the temple but at night he went out and he lodged on the mountain called Olivet. And early in the morning the people came 
to him, to the temple, to hear him. So, when and where and how. I just want to look at this briefly. Uh, the when with Jesus. If you looked at uh, in, in the Matthew passage, Jesus was willing to break away to be with God when he was under pressure. When I'm under pressure, I'm thinking, I'll be with God after I check the boxes. That's how I do it. It's so funny. Like, even this week, I sat down early in the morning. I thought, okay, this is a good time. I'm going to listen to some of the Bible. Then I'm going to pray a little bit and just talk to God. And then I thought, but if I get this done, it'll really free up my mind. And that's what I did. I did that twice this week. And I'm writing, I'm working on this message. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Lame. That's me. Uh, but imagine Jesus here. All these people are around him. They need him. He has something to offer. His disciples are there. And he says, you guys go. And to his, he sends them off on the boat. And he says to all the people that need him and want him urgently, he says, you stay here. And he goes away. So he, he was able to, to say, what is most important to me is time with God. And he steps away. Each of you and myself, we can think of our, our lives and, and try to see where, that, where these things fit. The, the first, first things first. If you've ever read Seven Habits, first things first. And then another thing you see in the passage in Luke, he, he goes regularly, like I was suggesting to you, it says every night he went out onto the hill and he lodged there. He camped out there alone. And there are a lot of other passages where Jesus does this. He steps away in the heat of the pressure. So whether there's pressure or not, whether life is busy or not, we need to spend that time, we need to set that, side of time, set that time aside with him. And where does he do it? He finds a quiet place. He goes up on the hill. Often Jesus is outside. And it's a little bit convicting to me. If, if there's ever a place, it, let me say it this way, if going outside and being in God's creation is a catalyst to knowing God, we ought to be doing pretty well. Okay? I can see if you live in some places, it's pretty hard to go outside and be encouraged when you can't see the sky for the fog and the smog. But here, I think if, if it is a catalyst, which I see time and time again in the scripture, then perhaps we have an opportunity to be engaged with him at a deeper level. So where, and how does he do it? Uh, he goes alone, right? You guys stay here. I'm going by myself. And it says at the end of Matthew, it says he, he goes up there and his point is to be alone and pray with God. Pray and talk to God. That's what he's going to do. This is how I'm going to spend the time. So just looking briefly at this the simple thing that Jesus does time and time again is that we see him pulling away alone despite the pressure to talk to God. So we see this example, and I, I want to just lay that out before you. If Jesus took time to retreat and be with God, then I think that's a great example for us. But then let's look at Moses for a second. And again, look at the, the when and the where and the how as I read through this passage from Exodus 34. Uh, so the Lord said to Moses in verse 1, by the way, I should mention that this is the second set of tablets that he's going to go up. The first got broken because of the people. So he's going again to be with God. And here's what God says. 
Cut for yourself two tablets of stone, like the first ones, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Be ready by the morning, and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. Then no one shall come with you, and let no one be seen throughout all of the mountain. Let no flocks or herds graze opposite the mountain. So Moses cut two tablets of stone, like the first. And he rose early in the morning, and he went up on Mount Sinai, as the Lord commanded him, and took the tablets of stone with him. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there, and proclaimed the name of the Lord. So when did he go? He says it a couple times. In this case, come to me in the morning. Right? So this is a good time, and I think for most of us, morning is, is a good time. But that's not always the case. I, I notice in the morning, the distraction level is low. How many of you are morning people? Let's just see. Okay. How many of you are not morning people? Strong, Lorraine, strong not morning person. <clears throat> I'm definitely not. I'm, I don't think I'm morning or night now. <laughs> Somewhere in between. But uh, I do find that the distractions are fewer in the morning. So just for, just for a thought, but at, at the same time, please do remember when we look at Jesus, when we look at Peter, there's stories of Peter. He says he goes up on his roof. He gets away with God by himself in the afternoon. Okay? It, it's not about the time. It's about the purpose is what we're trying to do. So just remember that as you're, as you're thinking about how am I going to... This, this, I'm trying to be as practical as I can. Alone in the morning is a good time. Where? Where does he call him? He calls him on the mountain. Just like Jesus, he said, it's, it's outside and with God. So that's, I think, uh, just such a simple application for us to find that time. Uh, I noticed, too, if you, if you look at the, uh, at the, at the how of this, um, and he, he says he, he calls him out to be alone with him, but he, he says, I want you to get rid of all the distractions which I think is kind of interesting. He says, don't let there be any people on this mountain with you. You're going to be totally alone with me. The second, he says, I want you to clear out all of the livestock. And I guess because Moses was a shepherd for 40 years, livestock were a big distraction. You know, I don't know. I, mean, I can't help myself, you know. I got to go shepherd these, you know. But I think that there are, so for me, I'm so easily distracted. And, and this is something that I've learned and, and I've, I've really thought about in these last two weeks. And I, I mentioned it when we talked about worship. When, I, when I'm trying to be alone with God, my mind is uh, so distractible. Even if I get rid of the internet and there's nobody around and all I got is just a cup of coffee or whatever, and there's nothing to distract me. I don't have any projects to do. Then my mind kicks in about everything else I can possibly be thinking of. And so I, what I realized is, it's about 50% of my time with God is spent thinking about my agenda outside of, of Him. So it, what, it, what it means to me is if I'm actually going to get some good quality time with God, I'm going to have to spend enough time, this is just for me, to work through all of those distractions. To, to, to pray, and, and then I'm thinking about something else. Okay, I'm done with that. Pray, thinking about something else. I'm done with that. Eventually... I'm just going to have to, I, what I'm saying is I've got to recognize who I am and work through it because the priority is spending time with him. That's just me. I don't know where you are. 
but setting aside those distractions and focusing, I think, is really important. And that's what God is asking Moses to do. Set aside the distractions. So also God says, uh, I, want you to bring, uh, I want you to bring some paper with you. <laughs> you know, um, and I think this is important. He, he asked Moses to come with a plan. Th- things are going to happen when we're together. Okay? Now, it was, it's a little easier for us to run down to the store and grab like a notebook because <laughs> Moses had to go cut the stone, right? He says, get some stone. That's going to take a while. They didn't have electricity, people, you know, okay? So he's going he's gonna to carry these things up. This is a lot of work. But I think it's important, and it's, it's good to notice that um, part of spending time with God and writing down what we inter- how we interact with him is really important to the process of our growth over time. I just want to encourage you with that thought. And Moses is one of these guys. I mean, we're reading his notes even today, right? Just the other day, uh, Claire pulled out a, a little journal that I'd written something, some stuff, and about half of it I'd filled up. And so I read through it real quick. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this in my life. You know? And I know journaling's not for everybody, but it's, it's important to consider when we're going to engage with God in, in retreat to have a pen and paper with us, have the Word of God with us, and engage around that. If knowing God is the most important thing that we can do, and we zoom out and look at our schedule and what we're doing in life, does, does our world reflect what we know is the most important thing? And if not, what steps do we take to address that? And I think those steps, the, the first step is retreat. I just want to share with you a, a quote from C.S. Lewis to close. Um, he's talking about the just unfathomable um, riches of, of knowing God and how we are focused on other things. And this, I think this is just a fabulous way to say it. He says, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards of knowing God promised in the Gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires to know him to not be too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. This is the part, I, I love this part. He says, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. And that's what we're like. Like a child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he can't imagine what it would mean to go on a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. It doesn't mean that all of our pursuits are not important at all. But what it means is that there is something much, much greater in knowing God, in ordering our lives around that. So I want to encourage you, retreat. We're going to, in a moment, Mark's going to lead us in, uh, in communion, so we have a chance to, to meditate on that thought. Lord, thank you for uh, just a few moments together. Pray, God, that you would uh, make it evident to each of us that knowing you is what we, pri- we should and could prioritize our lives around, and then that 
the um, uh, we're filled with with what we're desperately searching for. Otherwise, God, it's just so empty when we're not after you. Um, Lord, let us be. Um, Lord, let this body uh, be those who retreat with you, like your son, uh, like those who followed you well in the scripture. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Jesus. 